twowayradios.com, check, check. Bytwowayradios.com. Recorded almost live from Rock Hill, South Carolina. It's the Two Way Radio Show. Welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feenster. And I'm Anthony Roque. And this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we'll talk about using the FRS two-way radios in various recreational hobbies and activities. We'll learn the basics of FRS, introduce some popular pastimes that rely on FRS radio communications, and recommend some FRS radios for use in these activities. We'll also review the new Motorola Talk About MT350 series two-way radios and take some of your questions from our blog and our forums at twowayradioforum.com. Our show is sponsored by buytwowayradios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. And enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Buytwowayradios.com, your radio specialist. The Family Radio Service, or FRS, is somewhat put aside and often overlooked by many two-way radio enthusiasts. However, it does have its advantages and often plays an important role in certain activities and hobbies enjoyed by many. Seriously speaking, FRS can be fun. Why, yes it can. (laughs) See how much fun it is? Anthony's having too much fun over there. I am. And he doesn't have a radio. <laughs> yeah, there there are a lot of, of hobbies and activities where FRS is the perfect tool for communications. And uh, I guess we'll go into a few of those specific activities later, but let's let's start by explaining some of the basics of FRS. Now, uh, we've spent a lot of time on the show talking about GMRS, Mm -hmm. and uh, FRS is somewhat similar. Uh, It it was created in 1996. It shares seven channels with the GMRS, Um, but there are some differences. The main advantage of FRS is it is unlicensed. You do not have to get a, a license to use it. There's no requirement for that at all. Uh, the drawback, however, is the power. You are limited in uh, FRS to half a watt of power. And uh, contrast that with GMRS where you, you're supposed to have a license to use it and you can use up to five watts of power. So uh, it can give you significantly more range. Typically on FRS, uh, on an FRS channel, you're going to see less than two miles of range. But the best you're ever going to get is two miles in around neighborhoods, buildings, things like that. We normally tell our customers to expect less than a quarter of a mile. Mm-hmm. And there are 14 FRS channels available and seven are dedicated for FRS. Those are uh, 8 through 14 for FRS only. And then you have seven that are shared with GMRS, which are uh, channels one through seven. Right. Now you can no longer 
buy uh, an FRS specific radio. You can't buy a radio any longer that that's just has the, the 14 FRS channels. So to use FRS, you buy a um, GMRS FRS radio, which is um, you know one of the two packs of radios that you see in the consumer radio section on our website. And uh, those will be 22 channel radios. Channels 1 through 14 are FRS if you're in low power mode. Mm-hmm. Channels 8 through 14 will be FRS all the time. 1 through 7, you have to be sure to put it in low power mode. Now, the greatest advantage here of FRS is that there are really no age restrictions on anybody can use FRS. Anyone can use it. No license is required. And it's very inexpensive. The, the no. radios, if you're looking to just use FRS, you can get a radio that will give you you know, maximum FRS power for uh, $30, $40 for a couple of radios. And even less than that if you're willing to deal with less than the half a watt. Now, FRS is used in a number of, of activities. And you might be surprised at uh, some of the activities and, and hobbies that incorporate FRS radios. We're going to um, take a look at four of them, four specific popular activities that use FRS radios. The first one is model railroading. That's right. Well, Anthony is a avid model railroader. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we all know that. Take us through this. <laughs> It's a serious hobby. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. And, and, you know, a lot of these uh, hobbyists, they can invest thousands and, and sometimes tens of thousands of dollars, uh, you know, to create these huge, elaborate uh, layouts and tracks. And, and, you know, and some of these things actually... No, there are organizations dedicated to the, the model railroading hobby. It's, mm-hmm. it's a lot bigger than you would think. And... Um, FRS radios, radio communication is very, very important um, in this hobby. The organizations actually have standards set uh, for how to use radios. Yeah. They, well, it, particularly, they use them at these uh, big regional and national events where they, they all get together and put all their uh, trains on the tracks and, and uh, coordinate uh, everything with each other or among each other. And, and yeah, some of these radio clubs, uh, like the North Raleigh Model Railroad Club, they have specific rules and procedures for radio communications. I mean, they cover everything from the use of, of certain proper phrases to use when they're uh, talking with each other over the radios all the way to... Um, all the way to the specific hardware that's required for use in, in their functions. And there's another one here, too. The um, I was looking at the Sacramento Model Railroad Historical Society. They have, uh, what was it, three or four pages of two-way radio procedures. So they wow. get pretty specific about this. I mean, they're, they're very serious about their FRS radios. Yeah, that's right. I, I've read through a few uh, of their websites and, and the these rules. We've had some customers purchase radios from us for this hobby, and it kind of uh, piqued my interest. And Anthony's, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anthony loves model railroaders. Um, another one, and one that's uh, kind of near and dear to my heart, so to speak, is model rocketry. Model rocketry is enjoyed by kids of all ages. And I, I was into model rocketry when I was a kid, 
and uh, my son and I are kind of into it now. It's kind of a, a way for me to, it's not just a father-son bonding thing, but it, it's also a way for me to kind of, uh, you know, get back into it myself a little bit. And well, it's kid fun. doesn't like playing with explosives. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, um, you know, uh, many rocketry enthusiasts use FRS and GMRS radios for, for the launch and recovery operations. And um, they do this for a couple of reasons. And for launch operations, it becomes um, a way to coordinate uh, safety when, when you're launching. Because, yeah, it, it right. can be a it's, – it's a fun hobby, but it can be dangerous. So you, you really need to stick to some – you need to stick to some core safety rules pretty much. And that becomes important also for uh, recovery operations. When, when I was a kid, we had uh, – my cousins got me interested into rocketry. And uh, my uncle had built a, a little fort off the, off the ground, and it had roof access to it. And what we would do is we would take the launcher, and we were launching Estes rockets. Uh, Estes is like the big model uh, rocketry company. I've uh, seen company. Their, their local Hobby Lobby here sells their um, – they make engines and kits yeah, and make, things like that. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. And, and you can even build your own – design your own rockets from it and use their materials to put them together with. But uh, when I was a kid, we had this, this fort – that my uncle built, and we would take the launcher up on the roof of the fort, and then a couple of us would get inside the fort. That was our uh, control room, our launch control room. And then we would have my brothers and my other cousins out in the field behind the house. Um, they Their house was adjacent to a schoolyard. And they would be the recovery team. And we would be inside with a, with a two-way radio, a walkie-talkie, and they would be outside with another walkie-talkie, team would and we would shoot the rockets off from the roof of this thing out into and of course we couldn't see where the rockets were going because we're inside this thing so we're relying on the recovery team the to recovery spot. team's job is to to locate the rocket and yeah. bring it back to you and then we would coordinate everything between us all with the two-way radios and they came in very handy um, did you do the little backwards countdown, 10, 9, 8? Yeah, we did all that. Nice. We did all that. And my dad, even at some point, he actually built an elaborate rocket launching system for me uh, with a little countdown, mechanical countdown timer, which wow. is pretty cool. Uh, so we, we, we really got into this when we were kids. Um, I even made a little 8-millimeter film of it once, uh, you know, the, the, the hobby of rocketry with some friends of mine uh, in the neighborhood. We were shooting them off. So we really got into this. I bet now you but, could uh, like strap a camera of some sort to a rocket and uh, make some interesting... You can. You could actually do that then. Uh, Estes actually sold... Um, they actually sold a photographic camera you could stick in the nose uh, oh, wow. cone. And they had a version that would uh, take short uh, film clips with 8mm film, Super 8 film that they showed. They don't sell that one anymore, but... Uh, it's a long time ago, but they used to have. I never could afford that one, but I've seen clips of it, and it's it's pretty neat to watch. Wow, it's pretty cool to watch. I could talk all day about model rocketry, but I won't go into all that right now. Uh, however, suffice it to say, uh, we did use radios extensively when we were uh, working with our, especially for your scenario rocketry. where you had two groups that were separated and and uh, needed to communicate. I'm, I'm sure it's essential. Yeah. Well, well it, I had one I had one instance where uh, I had built a rocket that uh, it was my prize rocket. My dad said, you know, you can shoot it off. I never wanted to shoot this thing off because I was afraid I was going to lose it. 
He finally talked me into doing it one time. We were out shooting the rockets off. Uh, I didn't have the radios with me at that time. It was getting a little dark. We shot the rocket off, went out in the woods, and we dispatched you know, some of the neighborhood kids to go find it. But it was getting dark, and we didn't have any way to coordinate. We didn't have any communications to coordinate uh, where everybody was. And Oh, you didn't uh, lose your prize rocket, did I you? lost my prize rocket. <laughs> I lost my rocket. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he's laughing. <sighs> First the railroaders, now the rockets. What's next? <laughs> Bird watching. <laughs> You're right. Bird watching. That's, that is the next thing. Bird watching or birding, as it's called today, is another popular pastime that's enjoyed by my millions of people. Yeah, this is a huge, huge activity and, and hobby. Yeah. Tons of websites dedicated to this, tons of, of groups dedicated to this. Oh, they, they spend billions of dollars each year on, on all the bird watching gear. It's just amazing how many people are into birding. According to Bird Watchers Digest, they use FRS radios to allow the birders to communicate with each other and spot the birds and get everybody over there without disturbing the birds. Uh, yeah, I imagine if you've got a group that's somewhat separated and you you see a, the, the bird you've been looking for, you can't really yell, everybody, come, <laughs> come check this out. Yeah, and the bird's flying away. Yeah, and everybody you're going like, to scare the bird. Ah, what did you do that for? <laughs> you know? Right, right. So, so the radios are a way to discreetly and quietly tell everyone, hey, I noticed this heron over here, and it's, you know, nesting here, and, and everybody can quietly meander over there and, and uh, you know, look at it, take pictures of it, shoot it, whatever they want, <laughs> whatever they do. <laughs> uh, I'm but, guessing uh, most of the time they're not shooting. No, we're going to get not. some hate mail from some yeah, burners on that okay. one. That was just a joke. But um, we can wait to the question. Please send week. all emails to Rick Savoya. <laughs> it was just a joke. But using FRS radios in this pastime is no joke. They're used very seriously. In fact, so seriously that in 2001, the American Birding Association proposed to assign an official FRS channel for standard communications between birders across the entire North American continent. Yeah, I like this move by the American Birding Association. I, I wish more uh, organizations would, would do that. Sort of, you know, dedicate a channel and uh, a um, privacy code yep. just for your activity. One thing that does is uh, make it to where if you're in the area with other people that are engaged in the same activity as you, you may not even know. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could make some new friends if you're on the same channel as them, you know, that have a common interest. It, that's that's true. Sort of like uh, sort of like what hams do, you know, except they're going around the world. That's right. Um, so what is the channel and privacy code? Well, they're using Channel 11. They've designated Channel 11 as the official channel uh, for birders. And uh, the privacy code or the subcode is they call it 22. Uh, that's their standard for communication. So if you're buying a, a radio for birding, use 1122. Yeah. And uh, the fourth one, and uh, this one's kind of a, a no-brainer in a lot of ways, paintball and laser tag. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Radios make that hobby even more fun. Yeah. You've ever done any paintball? Oh, yeah. Laser tag? Yeah. Use the two-way radios? No. No? <laughs> Just shoot people. <laughs> now, a, a lot of time, I've never... Uh, played paintball or laser tag unfortunately but uh 
it's a, a team activity a lot of times, right? Yeah. You divide into groups. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of those guys get really serious. Serious. Yeah. They they have scenarios and they're playing games like capture the flag and yeah, oh, yeah, big we, tournaments too. We've yeah. got a lot of customers that buy radios from us for paintball, and I've spoken to a lot of these guys that, to help them choose a product. And uh, it's a they big, do take a big it alliance of people. It yeah. really is. And a laser tag too. Laser tag both indoor and outdoor. Uh, laser tag is another area. And uh, FRS and uh, GMRS radios are are used um, for team play. In yeah. Both now of those I, I would like to mention with the uh, paintball. For larger campaigns, a GMRS radio might be better. It depends on the size of your course. If you've got yeah. a lot of hills, a lot of trees, things like that, and you're pushing the quarter-mile boundaries of, of FRS, then uh, you may want to consider a more powerful radio or using a GMRS channel. What are some of the recommended radios for use on the FRS frequencies? Well, like we said earlier, um, if what you're looking to do is strictly FRS, you don't need to spend a lot of money for a more expensive radio. A lot of times, um, when you get into the higher end consumer grade radios that you know sixty, seventy, eighty dollars a set, you're paying for higher wattage and and a lot of features that uh, don't even really apply sometimes to FRS. So uh, you don't have to spend a lot of money. Uh, radios like the uh, Cobra CXT-135, CXT-225. Um, from Midland, there's a, an LXT-500, 535, and 560 that we like to recommend. Now, there are lower-end radios than those, but um, that 500 series, I believe, has privacy codes. So a lot of times you, you want a radio with sub-channels or, or privacy codes. Especially if you're doing the bird watching. Mm-hmm. Popular from Motorola is the, uh, the MD200R, MH230R, uh, which is also available in a three-pack. And see, that's one area where there can be a lot of value. If, you, if you're if you doing something like uh, like the model rocketry and you need three radios, you know, and you don't want to spend an arm and a leg for three radios, the value pack is a great way to do it. That's right. They're great little radios for that. Um, some of these even have NOAA weather channels, which can come in handy for certain activities like uh, rocketry. You know, you want to kind of keep an eye on the weather. Uh, bird watching, another one, to just sort of uh, keep tabs on, on the weather, because generally you're out there bird watching outdoors. And uh, even for, the, for uh, say, the, like the laser tag, paintball guys. Right, right. Not so much for the model railroaders. They're usually working indoors there. Um, They're working on the railroad. <laughs> all the live long day. Uh, okay, any other uh, any other thoughts on, on ways that we can have fun with FRS? I don't. But if anyone's listening and they uh, have an interesting use for FRS, we'd love to hear it. Yeah, definitely. Send in your comments on that and uh, tell us how you're using FRS radios. We'll even put them on the show, and uh, we'll talk about them. Coming up, we'll review the new Motorola Talk About MT350 series of two-way radios. Are they fun for FRS, or are they just a little too much? We'll find out next on the Two-Way Radio Show. Searching for two-way radios? 
Buy Two-Way Radios has what you need. Buy Two-Way Radios is the source for two-way radios and radio accessories from major name-brand manufacturers for businesses and consumers alike. Buy Two-Way Radios provides more than just great radios at a great price. We are a leading source of expert advice on the products that we sell and can assist in finding the perfect solution for you or your business. We also deliver great service. All of our products are stocked at our local warehouse. This allows us to guarantee processing time and fast shipment of your order. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, Buy Two-Way Radios can help you find the best solution for you. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at buytwowayradios.com weekdays from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern. Buy Two-Way Radios at buytwowayradios.com. Your radio specialists. You're listening to the Two-Way Radio Show, and this week we're going to review a new series of FRS GMRS radios from Motorola, the MT350. New series from Motorola, the MT series, got the 350 and the 352Rs. I like what Motorola's done with these radios. They've basically taken the ever-so-popular, the MR350R, and, and added a couple a uh, few improvements or, or features sort of beefed them up a little yeah they i like the way these look they got some ed- curves and ed- some edges to them now um they're not so uh circular looking but i like the way they they made these look but all the great features that the the mr 350s had um that was a full feature that was their top of the line radio it was the, the ms 350 came out uh, a few months ago. That's right. But well, they they look they look more rugged and and they they actually are more rugged. Yes, they are. A couple of the features that they've they've added to the 350 and the 352R is they've they've added it, it's a IP54 water resistancy now. This MT350R now is uh, pretty much on par with the GXT1000 from Midland as far as being waterproof. Correct. It's dust protected and withstands certain degrees of splashing water. That's what that IP54 rating gives it. Um, It's the same rating that the GXT1000 has, and Midland will call that radio waterproof. Motorola won't use the word waterproof for this rating because they don't believe it's submersible, and uh, they have an MS350R, which is a higher-end radio that uh, actually is fully waterproof. Correct. Now, one interesting thing about this this line of radios is that it uses uh, something from Motorola called Talk About Clear, and they use a, a what they call a Class D amplifier. It supposedly reduces distortion uh, when you have it set at high volume and uh, to kind of enhance the sound quality somewhat. Yeah, that, that's a feature that I'm actually a little excited about. A lot of times when new radios come out, they add kind of you know fluff features that don't really improve the radio on the radio. With this MT series, they're claiming improved audio clarity, and um, you can definitely tell it's a little, a uh, little better. With a Class D amplifier, <laughs> it just makes it sound cool. Yeah, and uh, it, it's supposed to be easy to charge. I mean, there, there are multiple ways to charge this radio. With this radio, Motorola is going away from cradle chargers. And you're going to see a lot more of this in the future. They kind of uh, are taking 
two-way radios in the direction that cell phones have gone, mm-hmm. where you don't have cradle chargers on cell phones anymore. Ten years ago, you may have had that, mm-hmm. but they're all going to plug-in chargers. And with the MT series, these radios do not even include a cradle charger. They include a pigtail USB charger. And to their credit, there are many USB charger uh, Right, they're standard ports. So you could probably use your cell phone's charger to charge this radio, or you can, there's a lot of standard power cords out there that will charge this. That's been one of my um, peeves about some cell phones, where they'll put in like their own little proprietary connectors to charge it with. And if you lose that thing, well, you're just kind of out of luck. You have to go buy another connector, and then they'll charge you an arm and a leg for it, you know, and $30, $40 for a new connector. Exactly. This, um, it's standard-based. I, I mean, it's, it's mini-USB. Yeah. You probably already have one. You may already have a vehicle charger that uses the same port mm-hmm. for your cell phone. So I'm, I give Motorola kudos for, for doing right. that right. And, and I like the direction of moving away from the cradle charger as well. Okay. Uh, and the the price on this seventy four ninety nine right seventy four ninety nine seventy four ninety nine for the three fifty R's and then the three fifty twos which look a little bit different uh, faceplate wise they're eighty nine ninety nine a set mm-hmm. um, biggest difference there is it does come with the higher capacity battery yeah with the the MT three fifty two you get a fifteen hour Typically, a 15-hour battery versus a nine-hour battery, which uh, which can make a big difference if you're uh, out and about. Sometimes, other than that, the specs or the the, you know, the radios are the same. Other than the battery and the face cosmetic plates. differences, yeah, the the 352s are silver and the 350s are yellow. Also, these radios will use uh, AA alkaline batteries, too, so you can swap them out. So if, a, if battery life does become a real issue, you can always take along some extra alkaline batteries and use those in the radio as well. That's right. And, and these radios have all the top-of-the-line features that the MR350 had, flashlight, USB charging. They're high-powered radios. They do weather channels, tons of privacy codes. Vibrate alert, hands-free usage. It's just chock full of, of features. It is. It's a cool little radio. It's a cool little radio. TM. Um, one other thing these do that the 350s don't, I'd like to mention it, it has dual watch ability. So you mm-hmm. can monitor two channels at once. Instead of, you know, most radios you set them to one channel and that's the channel that's you're on. Listening to, yeah. With these guys, you can be on two channels at once. Also, if you enter promo code SHOW at checkout, you can save an additional 5% off these radios. So, um, what a deal. Yeah, it gets better all the time. All right, any other comments on the uh, MT series? I think that pretty much covers it. All right. Well, we have some questions and comments from our blog and our forums at twowayradioforum.com. Our first one comes from Ron. And he uh, he's uh, talking about Cobra Li seventy twenty walkie talkies. He said, "I just bought a pair of walkie talkies off of Craigslist, and I cannot get them to work. They turn on, but have a lot of stuff going on as far as functions. What do I need to set them to in order to talk into them?" And that's from Ron. Well, if he bought the radios off Craigslist and they're used, you, you never really know. There could be problems other than 
just something in the settings. Really what you should have to do is just make sure both radios are set to the same channel and privacy code and then the radio should talk. As long as they match, he should be able to uh, communicate. Yeah, if you're not getting any communication by either no privacy codes or privacy codes matching, then you've got another underlying issue there. Yeah, these radios might not work at all. That's right. If he bought them off Craigslist or, or eBay, and I'm not knocking Craigslist or eBay per se, it's just that when you're buying used radios, especially you know a set that's been discontinued for a while, we used to sell these radios, right? and uh, they've been discontinued for, for quite a while. Um, when you're buying a set of radios like that, you never really know what you're getting until you get them, and even sometimes then you don't really know what you're getting. So and One thing, I would suggest that uh, maybe the batteries are bad or you know don't, don't store enough charge to really allow for communicating, but with it being a Cobra LI7020, this model used lithium batteries and mm-hmm. didn't support AA's, so you can't really put AA's in there just to test and eliminate that as a problem. Well, in, in either case, if you want radios that are going to work for you out of the box. It's probably best to just buy some brand new radios with a warranty on them that you know are working uh, out of the box. And if they don't work out of the box at that point, you can always turn around and get them exchanged for ones that are. Uh, that's not an issue. Whereas if you buy them off of something like Craigslist, you're, you know, you're taking a, a risk. Uh, I would agree with that. Now, I may be a little biased, but yeah, I would agree. Okay. And uh, our last uh, item today is actually not a question, but a comment here. Um, this is a comment from Conrad, and Conrad says he's actually commenting on episode 38 uh, using business radios on the GMRS. That's one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, it is a good episode. <laughs> and I'm biased. Uh, well, Conrad says, great show as usual. It's good that a clear discussion of the business usage on GMRS, including the consumer commercial differences. I'm from Trinidad, and licensing for GMRS does not apply to my country with the standard bubble pack radios, maximum 2 watts. All other two-way radio UHF and VHF require official licensing at the business level governed by the Trinidad and Tobago Telecommunications Authority. Uh, and he gave the website address for that as uh, tatt.org.tt. And uh, he says, The class licensed, uh, licensed exempt FRS GMRS radios are used by a lot of companies for typical short-range communication where security is not an issue. The Midland radios are excellent, but Motorola and Uniden are much more popular here. And that's from Conrad. And uh, Conrad, first of all, thanks a lot uh, for your What was that comments. first sentence again? He said, great show as usual. Wow. Thanks, Conrad. And we thank you very much for the compliment. And, um, you know, I'd like to comment on... (laughs) Anthony's laughing. (laughs) You make the show great, Anthony. It's you. It's you and your your comments you send in under alias names. (laughs) Trinidad, that's a good twist. I like that. (laughs) This is a real comment from a real person in Trinidad. Or Tobago. Um, and one thing I, I think is, is interesting is how he mentions that uh, Uniden radios are more popular there. Yeah, that that is... Um, I wasn't expecting that. 
No, neither neither was I. I mean, Motorola and Midland and Cobra are are more popular here than Uniden. Although Uniden makes some fairly good radios. Yes, yeah. I do. I do have something negative to say about them uh, for their new series of radios they came out with recently, but I'll, I'll hold that for a future episode. Okay. <laughs> we won't go into that now uh, for time, but uh, we will cover that here soon. I know what uh, Danny is going to say there. Um, <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Well, send in your comments and questions for Danny, Anthony, or myself to show at buy2wayradios.com. If you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussions at twowayradioforum.com. You can subscribe to the Two-Way Radio Show directly from our website at twowayradioshow.com or hear it on iTunes, Zoom Marketplace, Blueberry.com, or stream it on Stitcher. Okay, before we go, any final comments on today's show? I don't think so. Go have fun with some FRS. Great show, Rick. Yeah. Oh, well, you guys make let's, the let's show great. Let's go find a model rocket or something. Or <laughs> I'll tell you what. We'll go find a... <laughs> let's go blow some stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> I t- or we could go watch some birds. I I tell you what. Let's do. Let's let's go to a model railroading convention. I'm going. We'll, yeah. we'll try not to shoot any birds there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Unless somebody cuts me off. <laughs> And you won't need a radio for that. Okay, well, uh, today's show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, BuyTwoWay Radios can help you find the best solution for your needs. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at BuyTwoWayRadios.com weekdays from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern. Everyone, thanks for listening, and until next time, for the Two-Way Radio Show, I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roque. And we're out.